This podcast is part of the Listen Frederick Podcast Network. To learn more, visit listenfrederick.com. Welcome to season two of the Big Sci Fi Podcast, where we talk about all things sci fi. Our crew, Adina, Brian, Chris, and Steve, are all back for more fun as we share our opinions, thoughts, and ideas on our favorite films, TV shows, and books. We'll also have some fascinating guest appearances this season, so make sure your ship has plenty of dilithium crystals because we're breaking free from this solar system at light speed while having the most fun of any podcast this side of the Milky Way talking about science fiction. All hands brace for impact. It's time for the Big Sci-Fi Podcast. And welcome back to another episode of the Big Sci-Fi Podcast. I'm Brian Donahue, one of your faithful hosts, and I'm excited to bring you part two of the Big Sci-Fi Podcast crew's lists of their top ten favorite films of all time. These are our favorite films, not the best films ever made necessarily. But in our opinion, they're a lot of fun and we would watch them over and over again. Our conversation was so fun last time we had to record this in two parts because it took us over two hours to complete this list. Well, today you get the privilege of listening to our top four favorite films of all time. So stay tuned. You're listening to the Big Sci-Fi Podcast. Yeah, so we're in the top four films of all time. I have to uh, amend my report. I put two baseball movies in, and really, I'm going to strike the natural off. Hey. Oh, really? That was, a, that was number, a pun. I'm number five. I'm striking it off because, Chris, thank you. I forgot about Independence Day, and that is one of truly one of my top five films, and I have to... May I do a proviso? May I go That's okay. and, and yeah. ask the uh, court stenographer to strike that from the prior deposition? But I, everything you've said it's about Independence Day is absolutely true. And it's one of those movies like I took my daughter to go see it 1996 on July 4th at 930 in the morning. And it's become like if we can watch it on July 4th, we always do because it means so much. And Bill Paxton's speech as the president of the United States oh, so good. has to be one of the great soliloquies of all time. How he delivers it, how he yeah, does it. Yeah. And at the end, when the sergeant soldier just salutes, are like, yes, sir, sir. 100%. You know that he is the hero of the story. Yeah. So that's right. your new number five. That's my Day. new number okay. five. I love the natural, but really... And you and and why it didn't appear on my list, I I apologize because I should have had that as number five because it truly has always been my number five. So now into the top four. Yes, number four is Robinson Crusoe on Mars. I wanted well. It's let's put it the way it was one of the films that affected me very early in my appreciation of science fiction, and I wanted to see this movie when it came out in the theater. But my parents insisted they took us to go see the unsinkable Molly Brown because that's what my older sister wanted to watch. And I've never forgiven them for it. <laughs> I love it. I love that it. Is the truth. I have amazing. never forgiven. Them. It's bad enough they never took me to Cinerama Dome to see Grand Prix, but that's okay. That movie I wanted to see on the big screen and I never did and, un, until later in my life when it was a, a shown at, uh, at the Egyptian theater here locally. So I got to see it finally that way. But when I saw the movie about one man surviving on, a, on Mars and how he had to deal with the loneliness and survival, and yet some of it is fanciful, how he makes the air and the water and blah, blah, blah. But it's, the sto- it's his personal story that just is so compelling that I love it. And so at the very end, when a rescue ship arrives and he transmits, he says who he is. And they say, oh my God, a voice from Mars. It makes me feel like he survived. And that's why I love that movie. Number three is Field of Dreams. So that's why oh, I can say I, I take off choice. one baseball movie for Field of Dreams. It's the absolute perfect 
baseball movie. It's the absolute perfect fantasy movie. Everything about it, I love it. I mean, come on. At the end, hey, would you want to have a catch? That scene makes the toughest, most macho, strongest man break into tears because that is probably the greatest thing to have a catch with your kid as a father. And the redemption that that movie has at the end is just great. And James Earl Jones is wonderful. And it. it's just everything about it is just I, can, I watch it every year at the beginning of baseball season to remind me just how much I love that movie. I had my first catch with my son uh, probably a couple months ago now. And mm-hmm. uh, it was beautiful. It was yeah. it was just beautiful, Steve. I'm getting I did emotional it with my... thinking about it. I'm terrified of that, to be honest. <laughs> I'm dreading it because I can't throw. <laughs> well, here's the thing: when I decide when my my wife was when my daughter was having her uh, baby shower, my my son-in-law and I went out, and I said, "You know, what we're going to do, Brian. What he says we're going to get a glove." And I went and bought him a glove, and we went out to the park, and my son-in-law and I had a catch. And then he hit me in the face with a fastball. <laughs> <laughs> and so the next time I saw him, he bought me a catcher's mask to wear. <laughs> but I, it was just like. What a memory, so, though. That's great. It was so important to take my son-in-law out and to have a catch with him because hey. I did it with my daughters. But I really like, you know, to do it with your son. Yeah. What I, what I love about that and to encourage Chris is like. You know, baseball may not be have a catch with a football or a frisbee or, yeah. you know, or even maybe there's something else. Maybe it's not actually playing mm. catch, but there's something else that you father and son enjoy doing together mm-hmm. where it's yeah, just want, the two of that. you. Yeah. And you get to talk, not yeah. just just or, or and... yeah, or or maybe yeah. not even talk, maybe just stand there and you're together. Mm-hmm. And that's what's most important in that moment. So, oh yeah, I want the togetherness. As long as I'm not having to throw something that requires, well, right. maybe I'll get better at it by then. But Stay it's just, away from darts. My yes, yeah. <laughs> Although they make them with the blunt, you know, they're not that's pointy true, yeah. anymore. But, um, you know, that, that's my son's got an arm too. I just got to brag. Yeah. I was shocked. I was like, dude. Yeah. Okay. It's I thought fun. basketball might be your thing, but baseball yeah. might be your thing. That's it's a good one to start with. It's easier. Yeah. Yeah. Number two, yes. I go back to you, Brian. Okay. It's a wonderful life. Oh, really? Okay, yeah. great. Yeah, it's because how it's it's how I live my life. And I, my mom showed me this more movie when I was eight years old. She said, I want you to see it because you're George Bailey. Mm-hmm. And I always live by that thought of self-sacrifice, giving up. Sometimes you have to give up your dreams for the mm-hmm. people that you love or to let other people succeed. And when you think you haven't made a difference in life and you look back and you think about all the people you've touched Mm -hmm. and all the people you've met and how you've interacted. And to be honest, right now, I'm with three other people who, because of magic, I met you guys. Mm. And otherwise, if I never had met you, my life would have a great hole in it because that's Mm. how great you three people are. Oh, thank you. And um, so that movie just, I, it's just great. It, it is. It's fantastic. It's just a great movie. And like you said, it didn't do very well when it came out, but it is a tradition at Christmas. Mm-hmm. And number one on my list, so Willy excited. Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Because it is the perfect movie. It's funny. It has heart. The music and the songs are so much a part of the story. The lessons learned from it about who some people are and why they should be destined not to win in the end is so important. And the movie ends with one of the greatest ending lines of all time. Willy Wonka. Be sure to bring your family with you. And Charlie, don't forget about the man who suddenly gets everything he ever wanted. Gets me every time. And Charlie Bucket says, what happened to him? And Willy Wonka says, he lived happily ever after. Mm. Is that the best way to end a movie? With I have so to ask, much though. Humanity? 
Yes. This is the thing that I lose sleep over when I think about Willy Wonka. Do the kids get restored back to full health? Because from what I've oh, heard, yeah. it's like they don't get fully restored and they still have to live with these mm. awful deformities. Oh, and that I find is terrifying. I'm like, I get you're trying to teach a lesson, but yeah. like at least restore everybody. <laughs> so it's, I don't you know. know. It's, <laughs> it's horrifying it's, to me. It's like, it's, that's the whimsical magic of the movie that that you don't know and it doesn't in almost sense it doesn't matter it's just that they got what they deserve because of their greed their jealousy their right. obnoxion I... all that yeah and but what's important is even charlie broke the rules and he refused to cheat at the end when he gives back that everlasting God. Yeah, it's where I, I get like you want to punish the kids for their behavior, but turning one kid into like a blueberry or something, I'm like, okay, that's, <laughs> oh, no, that's a bit too far. They took it, it's they okay. Took it to the squeezing room at the end, they squeezed the juice yeah, out of her. Yeah. They yeah. do. They she comes back. They said they mentioned no, no, they didn't come back. But they, he mentioned no. squeezing. Yeah. Well, we'll squeeze yeah. her out. You know. Yeah. yeah. Don't yeah. read oh, the okay. book, Pinkalicious, Chris. <laughs> okay. And okay, as long as they're okay, then. The for honorable mentions, for honorable mentions, we have got Star Trek First Contact, the Excellent. audio version with Jonathan Frakes talking. <laughs> oh, yeah. You have to watch it that way. It is unbelievably beautiful. And then also I'm throwing in there Goldfinger for the best John James Ooh, Bond. Goldfinger is so good. Adina uh, mentioned comedy, uh, 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 animation, Aladdin. Unbelievably mm-hmm. beautiful. And for the heartwarming film, you go with Rocky. Mm. But the one movie I really wanted to jam into this if I could in some way or not, Cowboys and Aliens. Oh, really? Okay. Okay. I remember watching it and not yeah. lo- loving it too much. To I be love it. And Harrison Ford is so good as that mean, grumpy rancher who in the end has a heart yeah. of gold. And he comes to the, he comes to love his son, even, and his son becomes not this obnoxious person. And when he tells the Indian kid, he's the Indian kid as he's dying says, I wish you were my father. And the cowboy says, I wish you were my son. I need to give that a second chance. A good and watch that again. I, I remember, yeah, I remember when it came out, it was not critically reviewed no. well at all and it didn't yeah. do well at the box office or as well right. as it they ho- were hoping it would they had harrison ford daniel craig yeah they got several pretty hot a-list actors in it yes my wife and i watched it on dvd we loved it yeah and the music i bought the soundtrack because it's just some of the most beautiful western music of all time i'll have to dig into that thank yeah. you but yeah i gotta give all it right. a rewatch because i mean the name just is like that's perfect cowboys well, and aliens yeah Why you know, not? like what the heck yeah. how can that be but it's and and it's almost like the the man with no name films that made Clint Eastwood great because he opens up and you go who is this guy you're just thrown into it it's yeah I again I I wish I could shove it in there and I wish I could but we got ten and that's our ten mm-hmm. and now I'll shut up <laughs> and we'll go to Adina okay I can't wait all right you got okay, it okay so number four mm-hmm. Wally oh. okay. And while it's the only animated film in my top 10, it is not the only in my top 100. I have like mm-hmm. a whole pile of uh. animated films. So my, my honorable mention animated ones are Big Hero 6, uh-huh. Home, Finding uh-huh. Nemo, The Lego Movie. Oh, yeah, Finding Nemo. Uh, I've, I've, got, you know, I've got Toy Story and How Cars. And, Inside Out? So Inside Out is on my... Uh, watched really liked but just yeah, aren't favorites I you know I, I liked inside out yeah. uh, but you know not as much as i liked uh, a lot of these these other ones Wally Shrek, is great uh, you know Shrek Shrek. is great mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. I'm okay. a big Shrek too if fan. i'd have thought about animated films it would be in my top 10 yeah. oh i've got i i think i have out of my top 100 at least 10 to 15 are animated <laughs> Hercules. Have you ever seen Hercules? You know, no, I've never seen that. And that's oh. actually another interesting side effect of this exercise uh-huh. is I did like I had, you know, Googled like some lists and things like that. Uh-huh. And it's amazing. All the movies that I actually haven't seen. 
Like we've seen so much, but then there's still like so much I haven't seen. I Hercules know. is one of them. It's and great. as much as I've seen and I love animated films, uh, mm-hmm. there, there are a couple key ones. I've never seen Frozen. I've only seen ch- chunks of it. I haven't actually seen all of Frozen. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, uh, I saw that recently and I was like, OK, not for me. Yeah. Well, you're not a little that. girl. OK. Or a little yeah, boy. Like, I mean, by, like all the kids like love that. Hey, my, listen, don't yeah. be hating on Frozen, man. Yeah, hey, I wasn't hating it. I was just saying it wasn't my kind of thing. But I, but I respected it. Just to clarify for all the just listeners, when I said I don't like something. And I gotta it's okay it. if you don't like it. And I got to tell you something about Aladdin. At, at Disney's oh, Aladdin's California on my, my Adventure, list too, yeah. Disney's California Adventure, they used to have a live action performance of Aladdin. And the guy who played the genie would constantly revise the jokes to whatever was a current fad thing happening in the news. Oh, nice. And it was hilarious. We went, this is when we had our annual passes. And every time we went there, we went to go see it just to see if the jokes would change. And they were great. Mm-hmm. And that's the beauty. And he, he channeled the, the actor who played it. And they had a different playing of the genie, but he would channel Robin Williams so beautifully. It was great. Okay. Perfect segue mm-hmm. into my number three. Okay. Oh, my number three is Bicentennial Man. Oh, oh really? Oh, okay. yeah. Yeah. I, I love that. And the funny thing is, if I look at my list of 100, if you say, well, what one actor shows mm-hmm. up more in this list of 100 than anyone else? It is actually Robin Williams, mm-hmm. because in my hun- list of 100, I have the birdcage. Mm-hmm. I have Goodwill I've Hunting. Mm-hmm. I have yeah. dead. Po- oh, the birdcage is awesome and hilarious. Yes, it's hilarious. Um, mm-hmm. Remake uh, of La Caja Fa. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Good. I have Goodwill Hunting. I have the Dead mm-hmm. Poet Society and I have Hook. And Aladdin. Oh, yeah. So I, that's yep. like that's like five or six movies with a, you know, with Robin Williams in it. So I, I, I didn't I didn't. It. Yeah. It just happened Maggie that way. says, Peter, you've become a pirate. <laughs> See, the best, I, no, the best line of that movie is uh-huh. when um, uh, what's his name? He's crawling around the floor. And he's like, I've lost my marbles. <laughs> and he's like looking for his bag of marbles. He's like, I've lost my marbles. That mm-hmm. that was the best line mm-hmm. in the movie. Yeah. See, yep. my Robin Williams movie, which I know is not as popular, was Flubber. I used to watch oh, that all the time. Oh, really Flubber's cute. Yeah. yeah. And watching it now, I have to say, the thing I don't understand, which always makes me laugh, is like he's trying to prove to the world that he's a good inventor and he creates Flubber. He can show, mm-hmm. oh, you can fly with, you can put it in cars and it can, it can fly. That's what he was trying to prove. But it's like, didn't anyone notice that he had like a talking flying robot, like an AI <laughs> that was capable of flying around and nobody thought that was cool. But who who is this? Who yeah. is the lead in the original Disney flubber? Film? Oh, Fred Wasn't McMurray. That hey? Oh, yeah. Okay. I'm not sure about mm-hmm. who. Fred Wasn't... McMurray, yep. famous from My Three Sons. Yep. And drives a Model T that floats in the air on flubber. And they, in the that film, they had the basketball. Thing. I remember watching as a kid. Just mm-hmm. thought that was the greatest mm-hmm. thing ever. Mm-hmm. Like the, the original Flubber, because I love the basketball and the new Flubber mm-hmm. and the, yeah. the Robin Williams yeah. one. Yeah. I and I just love that Wesley Crusher was in it too. Will we? But yeah. it's called check, it check out the original, Chris. If you've got okay. Disney Plus, check it. It's on Disney. Yeah, I've got Disney Plus. Mm-hmm. So it's on and there. check it out. It is, yeah. See see what you think. Mm-hmm. It's great. Definitely. It really is. Okay. So okay, that was number three. So Bicentennial Man was number three, mm-hmm. and. Get, love love Robin Williams, but I just loved the the way they took the Asimov story and made that into yeah, in, into a movie. I thought that was a beautiful, wonderful movie, and I could watch that every single day for the rest of my life. Hmm. So number two is a movie. If you guys haven't heard of it, I wouldn't be completely surprised. Um, this is one when I tell people about it, a lot of times they've never heard of it. It's called IQ, and it stars mm. Meg Ryan and Tim Robbins. I've heard of that, but yeah, I haven't seen it. So Meg Ryan plays Albert Einstein's niece and she lives with him in Princeton. And so while it's kind of like a little bit of a rom-com love story between Mm -hmm. her and Tim Robbins character, it's like she's hanging around with Albert Einstein and his pals from like the Institute of Advanced Study. And um, I'm blanking on the name, uh, older uh, Walter Matthau played oh, Albert wow. Einstein. Oh. And then a couple of the other famous guys played like Kurt Godel and um, one of the other like famous Institute of Advanced Studies. And it's just such a, it was such a weird movie in the sense of some of the things that they like injected in and all like these details that they got right mm-hmm. um, to include the fact that when they, the scenes, especially the outside scenes uh, at Albert Einstein's house, that was really his house. 
Wow. And so there's all these like weird little things. And I think I had first seen the movie. It came out when I was in college studying physics. Mm -hmm. So I just took to the movie and it's just so funny and cute and beautiful. And I could also watch that ad infinitum Mm -hmm. every, Mm -hmm. every day. Mm -hmm. So that's number two. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't think I have another Meg Ryan movie on my list, but yeah. Okay. Sleepless. No, no, it's not on my, it's not on my favorites list. You know, I mean, Mm -hmm. again, enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Also enjoyed You Got Mail. I've enjoyed a lot mm-hmm. of Meg Ryan, but none of them made my favorites uh, mm-hmm. list. Okay. So number one, drum roll, all that stuff. Um, okay, contact. Oh, oh, contact. Contact. Yeah. And I don't know Foster. if I. Yeah. I need mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. see that. Yeah. Oh, if you haven't seen that, yeah. you absolutely like. Yeah. We should just stop recording right now. You should go like see it and then come back. <laughs> no, seriously, it's it's a it's yeah. a fantastic film. Mm-hmm. I remember seeing it when it first yeah. came out. It was really compelling. Mm-hmm. Really and I think good. it still is. I think it's held up pretty well. Mm-hmm. And the most yeah. random thing, this is such a weird story, but I was on Amazon one day looking for shelving and there was like a movie playing in the background and it was just like the end credit. So I zoomed in, found the name of the person that directed or whoever, like, I guess, whatever the last credit was, Google it, saw that it was contact. It was like, okay, for some reason, somebody was playing contact when they mm-hmm. took this photo for this product. Mm-hmm. Very strange, but Interesting. I, I still need to see it. Cool. So okay. yeah, so that that's it. That's my- uh, Fascinating, Adina. Adina, I need choices. to throw in one other Robin Williams movie, a, <laughs> sure. a drama that he made. Oh, Awaken. the- Awakening. Oh, that was not the one I thought you were going to say. Robert De Niro. Okay. Oh, he doesn't play. He plays a straight man. And oh, it's, have you seen? It's really good. Have you seen the Robin Williams film? I think it's called Photo Booth or something. Yeah, that was oh, the that, one that I thought oh, Steve was just going to mention. Yeah. Yeah. That, that one I've never one seen, but boy, I understand it's really dark. riveting. Oh, I can't. You can't yeah. believe it's Robin Williams. Yeah. 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 yeah he is it's fantastic. It's one of his most riveting, totally dark weird roles i mean it's just you mm-hmm. can't believe he's a comedian by nature mm-hmm. you know well there's another movie he made called i believe it's called the world's greatest dad and in it his son commits suicide and he becomes an advocate for suicide oh, and there's a line one. in the oh, movie it's one there's of his later the... film one of his last yes, films yes, right made by bobcat goldthwaite of all people and it's <laughs> written by him but there's a line in the movie where he says suicide is a long-term solution to a short-term problem interesting and the character in it his son hangs himself by a belt and when i learned about when how robin williams ended up ending his life and all i could think about was he didn't even remember what the movie taught him mm-hmm. it's sad but mm-hmm. it's one of those just when when people talk about you know that type of way of ending your life i think about that mm-hmm. line and that's how great robin williams was yeah yeah, yeah i miss him every single day i really yeah. do Super and i've actor. heard that and because i don't live in san francisco but i've heard that there's a podcast i listen to where they and they live in san francisco the one that i always mm-hmm. talk about and they said that they would always run in or that they would see him from time to time and apparently he was just a really cool guy mm-hmm. who always took time to stop and chat with fans and never seemed bothered by it. So I thought that was like really amazing wow. to hear that he was just, you know, yeah, just yeah, super friendly yeah. I'm, and willing world, to interact with people. That the world is missing a great person. Yep. And yeah, that's yep. the status of it all. And so, sorry for bumming you all. No, it's no. okay. Well, so to get back to get back unbummed, I'll just mention a couple of my other like honorable mentions on the the hundred list. Just just other great movies that I could also yeah, just like watch. Mm-hmm. So Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. yeah. Good. Very good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Office Space. Uh huh. Yeah. A huge fan of Office Space. Logan's Run. I don't know if you guys okay, see yeah. Logan's Run. Michael. Wow. hmm Yep. Yeah. Yep. That one. The I love. I really did like the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy movie. Yeah, the one that was with fun. Alan Rickman and and those guys. Yeah, oh, that that yeah. was that was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, Charlie's Angels. Oh, the first oh, yeah, the, the one Drew with Barrymore the one, you know right? Drew Barrymore. Because mm-hmm. again, I also I love Drew Barrymore as another like um, I, I just love her. Uh, like the Simpsons movies on my list. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, I mentioned a thousand. You know. Um, you know, animated movies, uh, Stand By Me is on my list. Mm-hmm. A Beautiful Mind is on my list. Mm-hmm. Um, other r- random comedies. I also am a huge Steve Martin fan. So I have like Dirty Rotten Scoundrels oh, is on God. my list. 
planes, trains, and automobiles is oh, on my list. That was classic. I have some Monte Pythons on my list. Um, mm-hmm. Okay. And, and it goes from there. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That's awesome. You Life could have Brian, your own ask? podcast just to talk about Adina. all your oh different categories top, of movies. Oh, I couldn't do that. We'll call it the top one million it's, of Adina. It's, it's too <laughs> hey, much. And it? there's still movies I haven't seen. How is that possible? Uh, is hey, it possible, possible to do a spinoff podcast with the same crew? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Show? Yeah. It's... Okay. If you guys have the time for that, go for it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so am I allowed to go now? Are we? Yeah, yeah, yes. go. yeah. yeah. It's all yours. All right. I'm done. <laughs> Great. Uh, guys, I love your list, though, by the way. So eclectic, so unique yeah. to your personalities. Mm-hmm. Um, really cool to hear. So my number four, ladies and gentlemen, just a little incy bincy tiny weenie film i didn't want to use the word weenie but i just did that's okay uh, from 1961 we'll, we'll, we'll no, 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 no no i love it brilliant no uh from 1961 a little tiny film uh-huh. directed by the great robert weiss west side story yes oh one of the greatest films of all time in my opinion in any category um, I think that this is beautiful. The music is spectacular. One of the hardest musically to play, too, by the way, of any mm-hmm. musical there is. So syncopated, so fast. Um, and the new Steven Spielberg version of it is fantastic. But which is better? If, you know, which would you? Which, I, so would you have the original on your list versus the second one? I, you know, I'm. I grew up with the original. Mm-hmm. That's what's in my heart. But I got to say, I was totally satisfied with Spielberg's version, mm-hmm, too. Mm-hmm. It was a different take. Uh, it's got some modern stuff. It, re- yep. I mean, and it is a timely film for our day and age here in the U.S. Mm-hmm. And all the stuff we're going through with with racism and the division that's in our nation. Uh, timely, mm-hmm. powerful film. A lot of people need to watch this film and maybe mm-hmm. think about how they view people that are different skin color than them. Yep. Um, uh, and because uh, it's just powerful. So Rita West Moreno. Side Story, West Side Stories, and she's fabulous in the new one, yes. too, by the way. Yes. Um, number three is also a little tiny film called Star Wars, The Empire Strikes Back. I, I just think this has to be in my top 10 for sure as a sci-fi fan, but it's that good of a film. Mm-hmm. I've already talked about it, so I'm going to move on to number two. Mm-hmm. Film call from 1959, little tiny film. It's only four hours long, starring Charlton Heston, Jack Hawkins, and Stephen Boyd, Ben-Hur. Oh, my God. I, I get such a kick. I remember watching this film many, many times growing up. I love the ship battle scenes. Of mm-hmm. course, the classic chariot race. Mm-hmm. There are moments in this film that I think are some of the greatest acting ever in film of all time. Scenes that are just absolutely incredibly shot and beautiful and superbly acted. It's a great story, too. Um, and then my number one film mm-hmm. of all time. I'm waiting. I'm excited. I really am. Star Trek First Contact. I can't no. help it. I can't yeah. help it. Hey. Mm-hmm. All right. No, no arguments for me. I love yep. I love everything about this film. It mm-hmm. makes me happy. It's dra- mm-hmm. dramatic. Uh Worf uh, almost every original or next generation crew member has their shining moment in it mm-hmm. in somewhat one way or another. Um and it's just I love how I think it's a beautiful film. I think it's well acted and directed, written. I think it's a great story. I think yeah. it's a Star Trek film that anybody can watch and enjoy, even if they know nothing so. about mm-hmm. Star Trek or the Next Generation crew. Um, you know, there's so much talk about Star Trek Four being the film that anybody, any, you know, a lot of people said, you never seen Star Trek, see this film. That was true. This is the Next Generation film where mm-hmm. anybody could walk into the theater or watch this on streaming, whatever, and say, that was a good film. It was even ranked as one of the top 10 films of the year when it came out. So mm-hmm. go see Star Trek First Contact right now, wherever you are. Yeah, Immediately run to a television and watch it. <laughs> and watch but it. If it you have the of... DVD, you have to listen to Jonathan Frank's commentary. It's like he's <laughs> sitting, it's like he's sitting in the living room with you 
and he's got a whole bag of popcorn and he's just like oh my god oh my god i can't believe this is coming don't do that don't do that i told you oh see look what I, he, that's how it's great and that's I, great. I met him i thanked him for that because he made it even better yeah. So, yeah. so my honorable mentions. I'm gonna run through them all. I don't oh have quite as many as Adina. All right. Okay. Go ahead. But honorable ahead. mention, um, the Mel Gibson film Maverick. Oh, that's fun. That's absolutely. Yes. I saw one reason I love this film. It was one yeah. of the few films I ever saw with my late grandpa. Mm-hmm. Um, in the opening scenes are hysterical as mel gibson is dialoguing as you're watching stuff going on mm-hmm. absolutely hysterical yeah. it's got jodie foster it's got james gardner in it as well I know, who's I fantastic know. in it uh, he's just great uh if you haven't seen maverick and, and adina you love comedies mm-hmm. this will have you crying it's adding so, to it's the so list mm-hmm. funny mm-hmm. and then two more honorable mentions lord of the rings return of the king Mm-hmm. Um, okay yeah great it That's was cool. it was it was the academy award winner for best film of the year um it won so many academy awards it's an i love the whole trilogy lord of the rings huge fan of the books and the films peter jackson did superb so mm-hmm. i would really say return of the king but really all three all mm-hmm. three of the lord yeah. of the Rings films see i just and, have the just the first one in my top 15 mm-hmm. Yeah, Which is cool. It's one. in your top fifteen. Fantastic. Yeah. It is. It's number fifteen. Yeah. Okay. Hey, that's still top fifteen. So, and then my last honorable mention because Steve reminded me is Galaxy Quest. I cannot leave mm-hmm. out Galaxy Quest. Yeah. I think it's a wonderful film for so many reasons. So, yeah. Without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, Christian Fox. 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 Hold on. Why am I? blanking i'm trying to remember what uh my phone is locked and i should know this uh, <laughs> oh my god okay. I, went, I went old school wait a second style. wait a second if you need I to look at the list are they truly your favorites oh let's oh. not oh. yeah i mean that's fair but i mean for number four <laughs> yep is spider-man 2 now i'll ask really? you okay does this qualify as a favorite if i can do the first five minutes of dialogue I think it's the first five minutes because it's Parker Parker. I love you're fired on all the way to uh, diabetic coma where he goes to the next scene. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I can do like the, like the first 10 minutes of the film off by heart. That's how it's mean. Yeah. That's why it means so much week. to you. If you yeah. remember dialogue like that, it means a lot to you. And you know how hard it is for me not to go into it right now. Uh, so Spider-Man two, I think is, is one of the perfect sequels in that it mm-hmm. does, it took everything that Spider-Man one did really well, but mm. made so much better. It was a little mm. bit less cheesy. Doc Ock was a great villain mm. and yeah. he did a really good job of showing the complexity of someone who just maybe um, got not cut cor- corrupt. Well, he does get corrupted mm-hmm. by the, uh, by the mechanical arms, but it shows someone who really set out to do the good, uh, something good and then got corrupted. So I love that storyline. I love uh, just seeing Peter Parker dealing with being Spider-Man and trying to balance the two lives. Uh, the music is phenomenal. Like that mm-hmm. score is incredible. I love the, like, I love the action. Like the train scene still gets me. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised at well it holds up. Mm-hmm. Um, there's still some moments that are quite cheesy, but just him on the train is great. So yeah, Spider-Man Two is another one that I can just watch any day of the week, anytime. I and it. I swear, between the years 2004 to, I'm trying to remember when I got rid of my PSP. Probably to 2010, I would just watch it all the time because I had a this uh, game system called the PSP, which was a PlayStation Portable, and they oh, used man. to have these. Remember that. Yeah, the UMDs, which were universal, the universal media desk, which you could only play on PSP. So terrible name, but I had the PS uh, Spider-Man Two UMD, and I would just watch it nonstop for like just years on end, and I still go back to it all the time. <laughs> mm-hmm. Spider-Man Two is incredible, and then number three is Empire Strikes Back. All Empire right. Strikes Back is mm-hmm. for me. It's my I think it's my favorite Star Wars movie. It was, I hate to admit this, but it's such Over a toss-up Rogue between, One, huh? 
Empire yeah. and Revenge. I know you're not supposed to like Revenge of the Sith, but I can't help it. I That's love fine. watching so much of that film. Um, so, but Empire, though, my only knock against Empire is I find the Dagobah stuff really slow, even though I know it's really critical to the story and mm-hmm. Luke is learning a lesson. Um, but I find it very slow. And also, Yoda does not appreciate that. No. Yoda is such a no. jerk, like needlessly no. a jerk. Like you're just trying to intentionally get Luke upset, and then you're like, you're trying so hard to get him angry. And then when he gets angry, you're like, oh, I can't teach you. Like, come on, dude, what are you trying to do? So, but I love. It's I a love test his resolve. You know, <laughs> but can't like, handle a little goading from a little thing. How are you going to be able to handle anything else? Yeah, but he's goading him like incessantly. It's not just a little. It's like he's yeah. going out of his way to do everything to make that kid get angry. Yeah. And he's in a stressful environment. Because you have to, well, right. Because he's got to be able to control that anger. And mm-hmm. if you can't control it under that little circumstance, yeah, you know, it just, you have I just, to go. Also, I just, I, I, I have challenges with Yoda in general and with the Jedi because it's like you really messed up with Anakin. Just have a conversation. Ask the man how he's feeling. Don't just say, oh, so, uh, clear, uh, don't let it bother you and just, uh, you know, let it go. Like, Chris, I believe you're letting your advice. work, I believe you're letting your real work get involved in watching movies. Like, you know, <laughs> really it's like nothing. That. Get these characters in a room and I can deal with their situation and it's, find it's, a common ground. It's elsewhere. not even mediation. It's called just being a decent person. You know, <laughs> that's what it's called. <laughs> so, yeah, so Empire Strikes Back. Great okay. movie. Agreed. I love Admiral Veers. Um, yeah. One of the most underrated moments that I think is amazing is and I think I talked about this somewhere else, but where uh, ooh, you might have to help me out, Brian, mm. the um, the kind of the crappy general who go comes at a light speed too quickly. Okay. Uh, and they have to get the ground assault ready. So there's that guy, but there's a part where um, Admiral Veers who leads the ground assault is standing right beside Vader and he turns around like Right, and I don't think Vader knew that Veers was right there, but Veers does not flinch, and I think that's the coolest thing that Veers doesn't flinch when Vader turns around. It's like Admiral Veers, prepare your landing, prepare your ground assault. Okay, so I think that's such a cool moment. Okay. Um, oh, you gave me—I num- don't recall that you gave me some. You gave me a reason to watch this film again. Thank okay. you. Yeah, you have to. I see if I'll maybe uh, after the podcast, I can even include this in the like in the Facebook group. But I can try and find the minute, like the time yeah, code, yeah, where that scene yeah. happens. That'd be cool. Okay. And then, of course, number one and so oh, actually, number two, number two. Oh, sorry, number two, number two. It's first contact because <gasps> okay, it's first contact. Okay. And I have to say this about, and I should have made this declaration at the beginning of this episode, but when it comes to my top ten. With the exception of Star Trek Beyond, and even Nemesis is included in this, I would say all of the Star Trek movies are my top 10 over the top 10 list because I could yeah. watch all of those movies. Right. That's why I had to stuff. separate them. Yes. That's why I yeah. didn't include Star Trek at all in this list because my first six, at least, would be Star Trek movies. So I, I just had yeah. to take that out. I had when, to put, when, I couldn't, I had to itch though. I had yeah. to scratch. I, I had to put, I had to put first contact down. <laughs> my, my wife and I were talking about this yesterday. I was going over this list with her, and she said, "Is any one of them going to have nothing but Star Trek films in their top ten? Well, right. That's why. That, that was why I deliberately said I have I, to separate. Yeah. I thought about it for. Ha- I thought it would be hysterical yeah. if I was like the only one that had nothing but Star Trek in my top ten. <laughs> Uh, and you guys were that felt that could have been quite humorous, but then I was like, I, I, "What?" If that was the case, I would say to you, "You need to get a, a life." life. <laughs> yeah, it's it's one of those things. I w- I was so tempted to because they fit the criteria. Yeah, from your criteria. Like, yeah, I've uh, and the problem with the Star Trek films is that I watched them so much when I mm. probably should have been watching Disney. So I don't remember like <laughs> little mermaid or Aladdin because right. I was watching the wrath of Khan and um, what you're better what, off for it. My like friend. what, like five-year-old doesn't want you're... to go to their babysitters and have someone bring the motion picture. I don't know how I was allowed <laughs> to watch it at, her, at Mercedes's house. But I was there, but I, I did. Um, so yeah, number two, first contact. Number I think one. everything that Brian mentioned uh, was amazing. 
my first introduction to Roy, how do you say his last name? Orbis, Orbison? Roy, Orbison? Roy Orbison. Ooby dooby doo. Ooby dooby doo. Do, wah do, I can't Dang. not sing it. Um, I, 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 also, actually, to me, it's Magic Carpet Ride. Oh, yeah, Magic Carpet Ride. The like song do, that you take yeah. on your first Warp One flight. So Why don't cool. You come I with love me, it. Girl. On a magic yeah. That yeah. was so like, cool. I like Such this. a no, great no, no. scene. You can't go. I got to get my music. Like it's the because you, if you're going to go on an adventure, you got to have your driving music. And that mm-hmm. was yeah. so cool. We should I do an episode that. where we just talk about, or part, maybe, no, maybe a 10 minute one where we talk about what song would we choose to have yeah. Zephyr Cochran play in Star Trek First Contact. Oh, okay. so what we would choose for the movie now, what we would play if we were Zephyr Cochran, because I'd probably say something from it, Paul. And what Alex we would choose ourselves. <laughs> what would have been great for that. us to hear yeah, as a yeah, yeah, Star yeah. Trek fan. Okay. Yeah. And, and then <laughs> number one, number one, number one, Chris. Uh, it's Voyage Home because it's why. Oh, okay. Oh, the Voyage Home. Oh, like, okay. I, okay. that's my favorite movie of all time. Yep. I think it's sold that forever. You've always said yeah. that, Chris. So I'd be surprised if you said otherwise. And so it's funny you say I say that forever. <laughs> like since you've known me, yes. But it took <laughs> me a long time and a lot of soul searching <laughs> to come to that conclusion <laughs> that wait, I think I like Voyage Home more than Wrath of Khan and maybe more than First Contact. But yet another it is so great of the yelling about Star Trek podcast you can do. Okay. If you haven't I, already. So, I did one about why I thought it was the most Star Trek of the films. And I made the argument that it was oh, like yes. really great comedy, great social commentary, but also had some weird sci-fi. Like what the, mm. are we looking at? What is that thing that's flying towards yeah, earth? Yeah. Um, it's great. And I, uh, I have a fantasy of, of, you know, almost getting hit by a taxi cab. And someone called me <laughs> that word. I don't know if we should even say it here. And then me responding will double and then on you. Uh, that'll never happen. Dumbass. Can we say that on the yeah, side side? double yeah. dumbass? Okay, double dumbass. Because, you, because we're talking about donkeys, you double right. I'll only donkey. bleep out yeah. the really, <laughs> the really bad words that we don't and, don't really uh, say. It's one of it's one of my favorite lines in the whole Bible, actually. I believe <laughs> it's in Genesis. It says Abraham tied his ass to it? a tree and walked ten miles. Sorry, I was gonna say. I'm sorry, I don't mean to laugh at the Bible, He's but that was fine. That's I'm a sorry. great joke. That's one of my I, best passage yeah. jokes. Was that? Oh, that was okay. So true. When you said Genesis, I immediately King James Version ask, uses the word "ass" all the time. Okay. Well, okay. you say don't say begat. Oh my goodness, no begatting. You can't say that word. That's bad. <laughs> right, That's no bad language. So, Adita, can we do it? He just said Genesis. Can we say it? <laughs> Genesis. Genesis allowed is not, not his planet, planet forbidden. forbidden. I love it. Uh, so yeah, Voyage Home. Okay. Uh, and, and McCoy is so understated. Like I, mm-hmm. not understated, but like him trying to explain the plot, I think is hysterical. I'll never get tired of um, McCoy complaining about the health system in the uh, mm-hmm. in the elevator when the two doctors mm-hmm. come in and they're like, "Wait, something wrong?" And then Kirk is just like, "Oh, it's a bad day." I just love McCoy's delivery. Oh, well, it's like the Dark Ages, Spanish Inquisition, and the um, that commentary on the health system that was 1986. Yeah, yeah, it was almost 40 years ago. Yeah, you could do this exact same commentary today. Right, but if you not really think about it, in that if you, area, if you, if, if, right, if you right. think about where we are in medicine now and the type mm-hmm. of robotic surgery they do, and how they can make it so much less invasive. It, it, it we have gone 40 years well, from that we've that's te- amazing there's been technical some technical mm-hmm. progress but mm-hmm. i think the commentary is not the the <laughs> you know that he was por- putting forth was mm-hmm. not on where they were technically but still kind of like i think i think there's an edge to how she was t- being taken care of mm-hmm. and that they mm-hmm. weren't really taking care of her you know, mm-hmm. I think that that's, uh, yeah, but then again, yeah. that we're seeing that from, I'm seeing that now from mm-hmm. the lens of adulthood, you know, mm-hmm. we, we talked all about like the health stuff that we've been through, um, you know, off air before, before this. Mm-hmm. So seeing that through just, a lens of people aren't <clears throat> taken care of yeah, technology, just, you know, we can have all the technology in the world. People are not taken care of. I thought it was more the technology because he's specifically wrote, responding to the chemotherapy comment where the two yeah. doctors were talking about chemotherapy. Yeah, and then he was like chemotherapy. This is like the Spanish Inquisition, and they're like, "What? Mm-hmm. I'm sorry," mm-hmm. but I I think you're right. I think it could be like the idea that they just couldn't leave 
checkoff there because the healthcare system wasn't yeah. great. Yeah. Um, so I, I love all of that stuff. Uh, honorable mentions. I'm not sure why Ghostbusters didn't make it to my top 10 list because it probably oh. should have, because that's another movie that I could just watch endlessly mm-hmm. and quote. It was another movie that was on that I had on PSP. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing I think is hysterical about the film, and I don't think it was trying to be funny. I think it's actually in some ways a little bit negative mm-hmm. is that one of the big beds was Walter Peck who worked for the EPA, which was this evil organization. Mm-hmm. But it's like, wait, he, actually Walter Peck's right. You have no idea what, well, Walter Peck's actually right. Like you have no idea what the, what those, like what containing the ghosts and letting them out, is actually going to do the environment. So I thought that was kind of funny. Yeah. Um, or how they make fun of Walter Peck. Right. Yes, he Which is some type of blah, blah, blah. We can't know? say it yeah, now. Yeah, I think yeah. that joke is one that is hilarious, but now mm. in the context of 2022, really insensitive but (laughs) still a funny zinger um so another honorable mention that i have is um the emperor's new groove which for me is like the definitive Ah, it's a great disney movie because it's like and it's funny because it's 20 years old now so it's like it's a new disney film it's not quite classic but it's still Uh old enough to be sort of classic and i love the music the the dialogue i think is hysterical i always quote the uh, whenever i see a trampoline uh-huh. i always have to say for the last time i did not order a giant trampoline well you know pal you could have told me that before i set it up and for some reason that line just always gets me um and cronk is is hysterical oh, I, I like i like putty going in and squeaker squeak squeak squeaker squeak 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 right. when he's talking to the squirrel squeaker squeak squeak <laughs> Yeah, hilarious. So funny. Yeah, that is really a and the the last line I'll quote. Uh, The last line I have to say whenever I talk about Emperor's New Groove is, uh, Mm -hmm. "I'll turn him into a flea, and then I'll put that flea into a box. Put that box inside another box, mail it to myself, and when it arrives, I'll smash it with a hammer." (laughs) So I'm done. (laughs) I love that film. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm just trying to think of if there's anything else that I'm missing. Is Crunk is, of... is 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 Crunk the guy who goes? Oh, he's a real deep voice. Yeah, he's actor um, uh, Patrick Patrick Walburn, who's on yes, known for yes. uh, Seinfeld as. Uh, yes, that's Putty. That's Putty. Yeah, okay. Putty. Yes, gotcha. no, that's how I that's how I always think of him. Is always Putty. I love to see that. Even though he's, he's so been good. he's the voice uh, on uh, soaring over. California soaring over America uh, at Disney Disney was California Adventure in Disney World huh. is an integral part of Disney now because, oh, okay. of, oh, that's cool. because of that movie he's great voice well great voice yes. actor yes yeah and um, trying to think of uh, honorable mentions that we're talking about Christmas movies Jingle All the Way is one that I always oh back my to. goodness mm-hmm. yeah Which I one? just love the way I just love Jingle the, All like, the Way just, Oh, yeah. I love the his dedication Dude. to his kid trying to get the the toy, mm-hmm. but also just love the feeling, like because I know what that feels like to be trying to find this one thing that everybody wants. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, it's funny, I still worry from time to time about him and his wife. Right at the end of the movie, it's like he finally gets the kid the toy. They had their perfect Christmas, and then the wife is like, "Oh, did you get me anything?" And then he's like, "Of course." And he looks up at the camera, wide eyes, and it freezes, and it's like, "Oh no." <laughs> But see, that's how that's I felt. Good. That's how I felt when my daughter was three and she wanted Alf, and I went to every Toys R Us trying to find it, and it was sold out. So I can, I when I see that movie, I appreciate the effort, even though it's a little absurd sometimes. Yeah. That w- but still, the effort that he goes because he wants to get his kid that toy, just yeah. to make him happy, yeah. and that's yeah. you know so cool. And yeah. um, uh, I, I'm not. I'm blanking. Maybe. I could go on and on. The day after tomorrow is one that I go back to a lot. It's another um, disaster. Why can movie, I think of his name? The end of the world. Is it, yeah. Was, was that the, uh, the day after tomorrow? Is that uh, Bronson Pierce Bros- Brosnan? No, that's who's, um, who's the day after tomorrow? Uh, Dennis Quaid, mm-hmm. I believe he's like the father. He's a uh, another one of those like divorced divorced couple father trying to reconnect with his kid. Jake Gyllenhaal's in it. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, okay yeah they break into yeah. a wendy's which actually we need to like there's more questions that i have after to talk about food but i do love that they break into a wendy's mm-hmm. but it's 
disaster <laughs> happened. So, uh, so we were, yeah. we were starting after Chris, we uh, had some issues and Adina has been having some subspace relays issues with her. She, she's at a far off space station, far away from the rest of us. So she's being the, the NASA gal, whatever. So her mm-hmm. subspace relays have failed us. She might be able to jump back on before we're done with the podcast, but if not, she sends us her best through the old um, texting style of communication uh, that I have here right in front of me. So, Well, I'm glad she knows Morse code because it's very important. And mm. it's, <laughs> I, oh, and speaking of which, I just, we probably shouldn't get into the spoilers. We'll save this for another episode. Mm-hmm. But episode, the last episode of Strange oh. New Worlds, I felt that, like that, they... That, that, Oh, because Adina's back. Hi. We can ask her about Hi. it. Hi, All right. Subspace relays are back in action. Yes. Because I think Strange been. New Worlds <laughs> sort of try to explain uh, like how subspace communications work, sort of. Mm-hmm. It's not relevant to this discussion, yeah, but we yeah, were just yeah. saying subspace relays, ion storms. <laughs> Everybody's back. Um, These are the dangers yeah, so of modern technology. <laughs> You never know. That's right. And yeah, it's amazing. You know, I am mm-hmm. amazed that we've done all these recordings. And I think this was the first major one of us really got dropped in the middle of a recording yeah. session. So that's yeah. not too terrible, yeah. given, you know. No, not at all. So should we get to the last few couple questions, the quickie questions that you have? Yeah. Chris? Yeah. Because I wanted to ask about the food. Okay. If there's any food well, memories associated with any of your films oh there's a page two i, I forgot yeah, yeah. Oh, remember yes. that well i can quickly answer those all four of those questions if you don't mind chris oh you yeah said, go ahead what film if any did you lose sleep over when they came out and i said none of these movies i always go in hoping for the best and sometimes those expectations are filled and sometimes you get the astronaut farmer and if you've never seen the astronaut right. farmer, you will know what I mean about expectations destroyed. Um, did I lose any sleep over this list? I think I mentioned earlier. No, it was, you know, all the movies are on my, uh, on my, in my shelves. So I knew what I was looking for. Um, is there any favorite food associated with the, the 10 picks? And really nothing except that we always joke when we have Thanksgiving, excuse me, Christmas turkey, that that's uh, Chinese turkey from uh, Christmas story. And you last question, do you have any on your list that you're ashamed of? And no, not a one. Sadly, my list contains too many others that I had that I could not include. And for that, I am ashamed that I could not include all my movies on this list because it's even longer than it mm. goes on forever. I mean, yeah. Inherit the Wind with Spencer Tracy. Oh, my God. You know, it's like that. So Is, is that uh, Evolution? Yes. Okay. The Stokes yes, Monkey Trial. Yep. Oh, great movie. And also an episode of Voyager, sort of. Mm-hmm. Think about that one. Dinosaur yeah. in spaceships. Voyager, okay. everybody. I'm sorry. A- a- anybody else mm. want to answer those questions? Oh. I think I already answered the, you know, did I lose sleep over the list? And yeah, absolutely. <laughs> okay. Awesome. I think that's good. I mean, it's not great for your sleep, yeah. but it's, it's good for the spirit of the activity. Mm-hmm. Um, do I have any food memories? No, I, I don't think so. You know, other than, you know, maybe Christmas time we eat cookies or, but mm-hmm. no, no, I, I'm going to say no. Um, and, uh, you know, did I have any on my list? I'm ashamed of no, I'm absolutely not ashamed of my list, but I, I'm certain that there are people who out there who only know me in the context of science and science fiction and probably surprised to learn that in my top 10, you know, I have 50 first dates, Pitch Perfect and Legally Blonde were all part of my yeah. top mm-hmm. 10. So people who don't know me that well might not realize how much I really do love those kinds of comedies. And throughout mm-hmm. my list, I have, you know, like I said, yeah, I'd mentioned Baby Mama. Um, we mentioned Mean Girls. Um, I don't think I mm-hmm. did mention Bridesmaids. I love Bridesmaids. That's oh, Bridesmaids. Cool. Funny. You know, so I, I love that stuff, you know, too. I'm not, while I am mostly science fiction and science most of the time, not 100% mm-hmm. of the time. 
That's yeah. good. I, I really wanted a bridesmaids too. I don't know if it would work, yeah. but I'm still you know, hoping for I'm it. I'm okay if there's no bridesmaids too. I, I was okay with just the one. The one, it was a perfect, mm-hmm. uh, everything about that movie hit the arc of the main character where you've got yeah. someone and she's got a problem. And then, you know, they, they knock her down. How, how low can you go before building back up? Mm-hmm. And I think it was that it was that perfect arc with like the fun, some of the mm. funniest like comedians, uh, you know, it was, it was great. Oh yeah. yeah. It's hysterical. Yeah. I did make the mistake though, my, like seeing with my mom and my mom's friend with our a family friend. Mm-hmm. And I was like, all right, the John Hamm stuff at the very beginning, I'm like, Whoa, this was a bit more than I was marketing <laughs> for. And I was okay. like, I don't know how to react with my mom and <laughs> no. with, uh, with our family friend there, Yeah, but I loved it. Yeah. yeah so great. Yeah. Brian? There's a film that did not make my list that I just thought of. Robert De Niro, Anne Hathaway, The Intern. That's, that was a cute oh, movie. Hilarious movie. It might make my top 40. Mm-hmm. But anyways. Well, I was um, thinking oh, I about thought... Meet the Parents, you know, speaking of Robert De Niro. <laughs> okay. like, uh, I was close to yeah. putting that on my top 100. Um, how, how about well, how about Brazil? Oh, Brazil's on my top 100. Robert, yes. Currently and, it's 82. Robert De Niro is... Is that Michael Caine? No, no, no. No, what it was half of? the cast of Monte Python's Flying Circus. Yep, yep. Ray Gilliam. But Robert De Niro plays uh, Harry Tuttle, ninja heating and cooling repairman. <laughs> it's wonderful. it's a great. It really is a great and movie. Very dark, but wonderful. Yeah. All right. Okay, so I was thinking of, of Blame It on Rio. That was the Michael oh, Caine movie okay. that takes place, okay. which is uh, oh. sketchy. <sighs> Uh, Tropic Thunder, I forgot to mention. Oh, no, no, <laughs> no, Tropic no. Thunder. I'm the dude playing the dude that's the dude. No, 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 no. you can't deal All with right. Tropic Thunder. I think it's I, brilliant. I just I thought of another reaction. speaking of Michael Caine, Zulu. Anybody no. seen the film Zulu? Mm-mm. Yeah, no. Oh, you yeah, really? No. Oh, yeah, my gosh, check yeah. out Zulu. Terrifying. There's parts of that you just go, Oh, that's nightmarish. Okay, um, I don't know if I. But uh, it's a war film. It's a war film based in Africa. Oh, okay. But... It's not like a horror movie. No, no, no. Mm-hmm. But all right. So I did not lose a single ounce of sleep of this mm-hmm. over this. I just, this is the least stressful thing I've done all day. Just mm-hmm. going to be honest. Oh, um, oh, just because I love sleep doesn't yeah. mean this was stressful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you can lose sleep. I associate over a fun losing day. sleep with stress. <laughs> well, for, for me, per- I'm not saying that's your stress. Though. Yeah. I'm saying that. Well, I, I, so. I agree, but I guess that I just want to make that clear that I lost sleep okay. because this was exciting and interesting and I hadn't really okay. thought about okay. this. Totally. And I wanted to get it right, that's, but not in a yeah. stressful way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So I'm being over dramatic, <laughs> is what I'm hearing. Okay. Okay. So <laughs> I'll try to take a chill pill here. Um, so, uh, did not lose sleep over it, had a lot of fun thinking about it. And I think my list is definitely going to change and evolve a little bit. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm going to create my own hundred top list though. I don't know if I can do that. Um, uh, but if I have to, for the sake of the podcast folks, I will do that for you. Wonderful folks. Um, do you have any food memories associated with your top 10 picks in not really, um, so sorry, Chris, this has been boring answers for all, from okay. all of us for That's that okay. question. That's okay. Do, okay. do you have any on your list that you're ashamed of? I think maybe a better word is like maybe a little embarrassed about like people right. knowing okay. this is one of your favorite films. Um, and I, I don't know if I can really <clears throat> say that. I don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm pretty proud of this list. I think they're all pretty solid films and, uh, you know, for me personally, I don't think Star Trek First Contact is on anybody else's number one spot for greatest films of all time. But, uh, you know, I just I think that it's it is what it is. It's who I am, man. It's who I am. Okay. Yeah, that's right. good. I like that. Um, all right. So let me think. So I didn't lose sleep over making the list. I have mm-hmm. lost a lot of sleep over various films over the years. Like just out of like, I worry about fake people and I love it. It's like a fun losing the sleep. Like I always worry, like one of, I should say one of my favorite things to lose sleep over is, but I love obsessing over the punk on a bus from Voyage Home. I'm like, I just have this idea that even actually with the garbage, with the garbage guys, but like this just idea that what if he was about to make some discovery maybe he's about to do something critical for history and he had to get off by that stop but then because spock just like <laughs> nerve pinched him it's like he missed a stop and 
maybe he ruined his life. And even with the garbage, man, I'm like, mm-hmm. I can only imagine that they got the heck out of Golden Gate Park and that later they never came back. And then they got immediately fired by the city for not having cleaned up the garbage. And now those two guys are out of work. <laughs> no, no, All no. Because you're Kirk making a like, sequel oh. to it. You're making a sequel. I think to it you're being dramatic now, Chris. Oh, I was I being it. dramatic about losing sleep. Yeah, you're being okay. dramatic about the you garbage. You know, what's interesting <laughs> of, oh, about of that is I love it. I, you can obviously make up whatever you want to make up for them in yeah, your head. Yeah. Why are you making, why are you going to a bad place? Why aren't you giving them like, you know, instead, so the government, they, they go on and like the one guy's like, you know, I'm going to write about this experience. And he turns it into like yeah. a novel and he becomes like the most famous novelist. Best selling author. True. Mm-hmm. Okay. Interesting. I just they're fine. Go they're to, all fine. They're, they're losing their jobs. <laughs> and uh, I just, I, yeah, I don't know why it's fun to, I love losing sleep over fake people that like don't exist. That's um, yeah, And I fun. just think it would be funny to like, if someone did like a side story about what happened to the garbage bin after were they traumatized by the events or did they, <laughs> did they get famous for somehow writing a book? Like Adina was saying. And Chris, um, you got, you got me going, man. Cause I think that would be an interesting premise for an episode, different movie scenes that we don't really see the end result of different characters. Yeah. Like what, yeah. what happened to what those happened? garbage guys? Yeah. With Star Trek right. Or, right. The I, missing scene. Yeah. We should do that. Scene. That's a great idea. Mm-hmm. Okay, and I still well, want to know what he said to his partner because I just, I just, for some reason, like that line of diet, like a lot I didn't of say, I, we, I didn't say anything. Know. Neither did you. It's, well, yeah, it's that just, part's funny, just, but just like this. So anyways, I said to him, you think I would have spent $60 for a damn toaster oven? Yeah, do you mind? I just love that, that line of dialogue. And like, well, what did you say to that? What did she say to that? I want to hear the rest of the story. And for, for everyone listening, because you're not watching this, Steve is just shaking his head vigorously. And I love it. I love I love Okay. okay. What I'll food memories down. do you have, Chris? So I, this this was difficult because I was trying to think of specific food memories. Mm-hmm. I can't think of any, but I can tell you that a lot of these movies, Domino's Pizza and M and M's were involved in okay. some capacity. Okay. okay, it's funny because um, Steve mentioned Iron Man, which didn't make my list, but it's so close to being it. And it's such a mm-hmm. good movie. Mm-hmm. But I'll never forget this is a, this is a food memory. <laughs> and one of my best friends, if he's listening to this, I'm sorry, I'm not going to say your name, but I'm still bitter about this. <laughs> he, for some reason, was like, hey, do you guys want me to get you food? And I'm like, that's awesome. Can you get me a hot dog? And for some reason, he came back with the hot dogs, but only put ketchup on and forgot the oh, mustard. No. <laughs> Is he still your friend? <laughs> oh, yeah, he's still my friend. But oh, I just good. love it because it's such an insignificant thing. <laughs> And doesn't make the slightest difference to anyone's life. Like anyone's lives doesn't make a difference to my life. Doesn't make a difference to his. Nobody remembers it. But I love obsessing over stupid in, things. But in the long run, it doesn't make a difference. But when you order no. extra pickles for your double stack at Wendy's, and mm-hmm. you don't get them, that's a bummer for a minute or two. It is. It is you know? a bummer. It was a bit of a bummer, but the movie I made know up a guy. for. And the hot dog was good. And. uh we had a subway incident uh, a few weeks ago, so that was disappointing. It turned out to actually for the better. Okay, but that's same a- guy. Subway. subway. No, no, that was. When are you gonna learn? No, I'm just kidding. No, no, it wasn't the same guy. It was I ordered through, I ordered through Uber Eats, and they gave me oh. someone else's sub. Oh, and I was oh disappointed that's, for yeah, a second. That's but that's it was an incredible right. sub. It was fantastic. Perfect for Obi Wan Episode Two. All right. That. Okay. Then All you right. Remember to get or remember to order that. So I tried to figure out what it was. I think it was steak. Okay. Um, it doesn't matter. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thank you, everyone, for putting up with uh, with this. <laughs> it's been a great discussion, and uh, thank you for indulging me in the rants. Mm-hmm. I love being able to get a sense of everyone's favorite movies, and I think we can go on about this forever, but we can't because I know we all have things to do, and our listeners probably have stuff to do, too. Mm-hmm. No, before we go, that everyone is doing really cool things so what are you doing and where can we find you well you can find me here but on saturday i'm gonna go see sandy koufax's statue unveiled at dodger stadium and uh, that cool. is exciting stuff cool. okay well 
you can find me on my website, adinamignona.com or adinam.com, or just go to Amazon and find my books. Crazy Foolish Robots is book one in the galaxy in the robot galaxy series. So just search Crazy Foolish Robots on Amazon and that, that's it. And enjoy the Crazy it Foolish is- Robots. Mm-hmm. Book two also on book Amazon. Book two is also on Amazon, but you know, so if you find book one, it's you'll see the series in book two and book mm-hmm. three. I'm hard at work. I'm getting close okay. to being done Excellent. with book three cool. to send it to my very editor cool. and all that Amen. stuff. I'm very excited. What a cool phrase that is. I gotta send it to my editor. I mean, that's amazing. <laughs> She's great. She's cool. just she really like I'm so lucky to have found her. She was wonderful. That's great. Fantastic. I'm Brian Donahue. I'm a pastor, church planner, musician. You can find my stuff on ReverbNation.com slash Brian T. Donahue. If you'd like to hear some original music I have out there and uh, just just excited to hang out with these guys again tonight and talk Mm -hmm. about this fun movie stuff. But mm-hmm. you're also starting a new sort of business. Can you talk about that, Brian? Oh, you uh, you know what? My, I'm about to start something called Creation Music, where it's podcast music made just for you. So you can commission me to actually compose short little 15-second, 30-second, one-minute or two-minute segments of music for your podcast. So you can use it on video, and there's no subscriptions. You pay per piece, or you can buy packages of different you know, same themed or different theme songs. If you want different feel, you tell me what your podcast about, how you want people to feel and I'll write music for it. And, uh, uh, looking for it's a new business. My wife and I are going to start together and we're real excited about the potential for it. So the music that Brian has shared with us that he's already, these little clips are remarkable. Thank yes, you. it's very Got cool. It. I think you'll be listening to those soon. Mm-hmm. So you Thank should you. be hearing them very shortly. Yeah, very soon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, some of them might pop up on our podcast, Stephen. So. Yeah, exactly. Yep. That's exactly what I was trying to imply. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, everybody got that. <laughs> and I'm Christian Fox, and you can find me on all your favorite uh, podcasts. Uh, I do a podcast called Yelling About Star Trek, and I meant to say podcast services. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can also find me on Twitter at Yelling About Trek. And remember, you can find all of us where you find your favorite podcast because we love getting together for these great discussions and we love feedback. And if you have questions or suggestions or things you want us to talk, talk to us to talk about, that's what I'm trying to say, then we will definitely do that. Let us know because we would love to hear you, hear from you. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. You're worn out from this episode, Chris. It's completely I don't know understandable. Thank you for your patience. But it's been a lot of fun, and we'll catch you next time. <laughs>